Hey, so what's a great way to spread awareness that driving high is illegal everywhere? A catchy song, of course. You can run, but you can't drive high. You can run, but you can't drive high. Friendly reminder, don't drive high. If you feel different, you drive different. Brought to you by NHTSA and the Ad Council. It's the Animal Stories News Team, Uncle Air and Little Tommy. Here's a chance for you to win a shiny new dive. Oh, In the event of an emergency and you and your pet iguana have to evacuate, what's the quick way to carry your reptile out of the house? You have five seconds. Okay, let's see. If you have an iguana, I guess I'd carry Oh, I'm sorry. Your time's up. What? You stick your lizard in a pillowcase or a cloth sack. I was going to say that. Get more pet tips at ready.illinois.gov. Sponsored by the Illinois Emergency Management Agency. Broadcasting live from our new state-of-the-art studio in downtown Chicago, it's Radio DePaul Sports, the student voice of your DePaul Blue Demons. Welcome to World Sports Roundabout, the only show on Radio Paul Sports that takes a roundabout look at sports around the world and tells you what the sports are all about. My name is Brandon Bowen. Thank you guys for joining me on this Tuesday right downtown in Chicago. Right now there's a mental health fair if you're a student looking for just a little bit of a mental health release. I guess it would be a good time to swing on down by uh there's a couple of organizations there and nice stations to talk with certain counselors about that um i have not particularly gone to that event um i'm just basing on what i could observe uh from the limited views that i've had but we have a decent episode today about ecuador uh as you guys know last time we had the three countries of guiana Suriname, and french guiana so we'll be taking a look at Ecuador. Before going into that, uh, just talking about next week, we'll be going into Peru, um, possibly Uruguay, possibly Paraguay. Um, I'm thinking that, let me think about it, because I believe we have like two weeks left in January. Um, so yeah, um, the 23rd, 24th, and 30th and 31st, I think we can finish South America by the end of the month. Afterwards, I'm not entirely certain which direction we're going to be going in, um, but that is a question that future Brandon will have to answer. And so we'll just go ahead and get started into Ecuador. And obviously, if you know anything about Ecuador, football is the most popular sport, um, but they do have some uh, ties into like volleyball, basketball, cycling, and tennis. Uh, we'll start off with football just because football is you know, the big sport in Ecuador. So they're governed in Ecuador by the Ecuadorian Football Federation. And again, forgive my Spanish, uh, but I will try to speak, uh, do the Spanish pronunciation. Uh, Federación Ecuador. Oh, geez. 
there's a U in there, and that's just new. Uh, Equatoriana? 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 Equator? Equator? Equatoriana de football, uh, sometimes known as the FEF or Equifootball. Uh, it runs all the national tournaments, uh, which there are several in Ecuador, as well as manage the national football teams of the men's and women's. Uh, compared to a lot of other countries, their top flight league, which is Serie A, uh, they only have 16 teams. Most of the countries that we've talked about, whether it was uh, Central or Caribbean, um, America, you know, they only they have like 20-ish teams, 20, 22 at sometimes. Serie A had at one point 12. They've since expanded Serie A to include 16. Um the 12 total was actually split among Series uh, and Series B, which is the sex second tier tournament in Ecuador. But recent changes have actually bumped up, I believe, if I'm doing the math correctly, four teams up to Serie, uh, Serie A, and then they included, uh, yeah, they included two teams to Serie B. But uh, both um, are in terms of uh, club total, in terms of continent, on the lower end of that. Uh, Liga Pro Beticus, simply known as Liga Pro, or series, uh, as stated earlier, is the top flight professional football league in Ecuador. It operates a series of promotion and relegation with Serie B. Uh, obviously, the lower level of what is collectively known within the FEF as the Primera Categoria. The season operates, uh, runs through February to December, so it's essentially year-round, and it's usually contested in multiple stages. The F, the Liga Series A, you know, it it operates, changes so differently each year depending on, you know, who's running the league, who's the sponsor, and stuff like that. So what I'm about to tell you is as of 2019. Um Actually, I, I stand corrected. This is something that had been in the works since 2010, but has only been operated since 2019. So what I'm about to tell you about how the championships operation works is it, it, it's going to change. On It probably will change, you know, within the next couple of years and stuff like that. All right. So here's how it does. Most common format is a two-stage tournament in where teams qualify to a mini-league to determine the champion. Um, the current format was introduced as stated in 2010, um, and it was then dissolved and rebuilt back back in, um, in 2019. Um, but the first and second stage each followed double round robin format, and then the winner of those stages, uh, offer, you know, play each against each other in the third stage. So, essentially, like, if you had 16 teams and, like, you know, it's kind of like the group stages in FIFA. So, you know, you have four teams play against each other. I, I couldn't find how many games. I couldn't find, like, how long to go. But essentially, it's kind of like, um, what was it? Venezuela, I believe it was. And where, like, you had the knockouts, you had the group stage, and they go to another group stage. And then from there, the top teams play each other in the third stage. But, yeah. Uh, third play match also takes place between those two. Uh, between the next best two teams. If uh, the same teams win the first stage and second stage, so essentially, 
Oh, you know what this actually is? I'm like sitting here thinking about it. This feels more like um, fights in Europe, like certain tournaments in Europe. Or maybe I'm thinking of another turn. Maybe I'm thinking of another league. But essentially, like, um, if you, like, I, I know there's a league in where, like, if you win the first and second one, then that's it. There is no third stage. Because um, essentially, it's, like, so many teams fighting for a spot, and the second stage is so many teams fighting a spot. So I believe it's, like, it's, like, 20, it's, like, 32 teams, and then it goes down to, like, a 16 like a 16 or 18 pool and then that i don't remember which league it is i i feel like we either have talked about it in the past or it's a league that i or it's a league competition it must be a league competition because i don't think it's a country that does it but i think it's a league europe that does it and i believe it's in europe but i can't think of who it is and it's going to irritate me for the rest of the day but we're going to go ahead and move on um but in that case if a team has won the first and second stage, they automatically win, and then it's the second best team and the third place team that actually plays in the runner-up match. Relegation takes place after a second stage and is determined using an aggregate table of the first two stages. As well as playing to win the championship and avoiding relegations, teams are also placed in the season's uh, Copa Libertadores and Copa Sudamericana. While they are a very competitive country, they aren't in the top tier, or at least clubs aren't. Clubs aren't in the top tier of any sort of international competitions. Uh, they do have some successes uh, in terms of getting there. Uh, Barcelona, not the, one, not the one that you're thinking of, obviously. There's, you know, it's Spanish, so Barcelona, there's plenty of Barcelonas out there, you know. Uh they reached the final of the 1990 and 1998 Copa Libertadores. They both lost those times. Uh, Emelec uh, in 2001 reached the finals of the 2000, 2001 Copa Torne, which they lost. Um, LDU Quito in 2008 became the first Ecuadorian club to win an international title. They won the Copa Libertadores. And then they also went on to win the Recopa Sudamericana and then the Copa Sudamericana, also in 2008. So that 2008 season was wonderful for LDU. And then in 2019, Independiente de Bayal won Copa Sudamericana. So they've only won one Copa Libertadores, they've only won one Recopa Sudamericana, and then they won two. Uh, Copa Americana. Uh, that's the cold country of Ecuador. Is what I'm talking about. Um, in terms of the national team, and I, I did find some information about both the men's and the women's. I know I haven't been touching on the women's side of things as of recently, but I finally have the wonderful opportunity to go back and talk without them. Um, they represent, obviously, Ecuador. Ecuador national team represents Ecuador. It'd be weird if it was something different, like Ecuador represents Haiti or something like that. Although there are some islands, I believe, uh, do kind of operate that, but we're not getting into all that. Um, they joined FIFA in its inaugural year of uh, 1926, and then they joined uh, Comedy Bowl a year later. They declined an invitation to be in the inaugural World Cup, despite the fact that they were offered. And then 
they did not make their tournament debut into the FIFA World Cup until 2002. Realize that the inaugural World Cup was in 1930. So you're talking about, you declined the invitation. I don't know, I couldn't find exactly why that was the case, but they declined it. And you're talking about going, ooh, I'm doing some quick math here. 50, no, does that put you at 80, 70, that puts you at 2,000. You, so you're talking about 82 years between when you were first offered and when you finally decided to get in there. And keep in mind, they withdrew from like the first four. So they elected not to compete to the first four and then didn't qualify for several after. That's actually kind of, you question why. And I couldn't find the answer why, and, I, and I'd love to know why. So if you know the reason why, hit me up. Um, I have an Instagram, so, uh, you know, my, my Instagram is my name, Brandon Bowens. So if you know, hit me up there. Um, I'm thinking about getting a Twitter, just a little, like, a more professional Twitter. But obviously, I don't think I'm very popular enough to have a Twitter handle, you know. I don't think you guys care what I would have to say, but that is a thought. Um, but they had reached the round of 16, the 2006 World Cup, which actually was the first World Cup I had ever watched. Um, they made it to the round of 16. They had a lot of good players on that team. Um, so by that logic, they were expected to compete in the 2007 Copa America, but then they were eliminated in the group stage. Uh, that was in 2007. Um. Uh, Along with Venezuela, they have not won the Continental Tournament, which if uh, that is the Copa America. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, again, both Ecuador and Venezuela are very competitive countries, but you would not say, oh, I'm going to bet all my money on Ecuador or, uh, or Venezuela unless you just know something, you know? Like, obviously, you know, Colombia, Argentina... Uruguay, I, I think those are the countries that you would probably lean on in terms of that. Um, their best tournament results, in case you guys are wondering, um, they placed fourth, so they made it at least to the semifinals in 1959 and 1993. Both times, they were the home team in that. The women's national team, however... Um, they made their debut in an international stage in 1995 in the South Americana. The next uh, addition, three years later, they reached the semifinals. It's their best international result to date. They lost the bronze playoff match to uh, Peru, which would have meant that they were... Yeah, they reached the semifinals and then lost it. So they ended up placing fourth. The 2006 edition of the South Americana, they replaced fifth. They qualified for the first time to the Pan American Games that year. They hosted the Sub-Americano. They nearly missed the uh, semifinals. Technically, in terms of women's sports, it's, it's like football is not the most popular sport. It looks like that volleyball is, though. Uh, but they did make a World Cup in 2015. Um, they got bounced. They lost all their games. Um But it stood to mean two things. For one, it was the first time that the men's and women's had competed in a World Cup uh, around the same time. Obviously, um, if I'm doing the math correctly, 2014 was Brazil, was Rio. 
and then 2050 was Canada. So they both were around the same calendar year for their World Cup. So that was the first time ever that the, both the men's and women's had participated in the World Cup. It was relatively around the same time. It was also Ecuador uh, resulted in the worst uh, possible performance here. I'm going to pull up their stats right now. I'm going to pull up the table because I need to let you guys know how this worked out. Okay. So. Oh, uh, I thought that actually I clicked on the wrong link. I do apologize, guys. Give me one second. Here we go. I clicked on the World Cup in general. I didn't bother to click on the actual 2015 World Cup. Um, so let me pull those go through Ecuador. Zero and three. They scored one goal. That was against Switzerland. Um, they conceded. 17 goals for goal difference of 16. They were also, but they were also in a group where they were facing uh, Japan, who I believe ended up going to the finals that year. Right? Come on, computer, let me know. Yeah, they faced Japan. Yeah, they faced the United States. So it was Japan, Cameroon, and Switzerland. Um, So yeah, they they were in a very tough group, but they didn't. But some critics uh, were saying that like they were just kind of shocked that like their win, their loss against Japan was like the most impressive because partially because I think Japan didn't have anything to play for. So I mean like they had already won the group at that point in time. So well, actually, yeah, they actually won the group at that point in time. Because Switzerland wasn't going to win it. And then, um, you know, Cameroon wasn't going to play it. But it was impressive because they could have just fallen out and died. But they didn't. And, you know, as I said. In uh, total, Thailand in 2019 showed up. And I want to compare stats here because it's fun to do so. But Thailand was in a group. With the United States, Sweden, Chile, and Thailand. United States is obviously top tier, and then Sweden's obviously top tier. But think about this, all right? Thailand came in over three, one goal for 20 against. So you're already talking like you gave up more goals, your goal differentiation is negative 19. I remember, um, I remember there it was like a huge news story at the time, too, that. Uh, when Thailand scored their first goal. They gave up 13 goals uh, uh, to the United States. Uh, Alex Morgan scored five. So that was a huge thing. But then Thailand, after getting blown out 13-0, they scored the goal at the last second, and it was like this big celebration. The whole team came together, started hugging each other. Coach was going wild. Like, I, that's, that's wonderful, honestly. Uh, in case you're wondering... Uh, Ecuador's worst loss was a 10-1 loss, um, which honestly wasn't as bad, just simply because, you know, you scored a goal, um, which was a penalty goal, but still, it was 10-1, and they lost the game 6-0. Uh, Thailand, in their loss, they never lost a game by more than four, so obviously, um, you know, they lost 13-0 and then lost 5-1. Uh, that 13-0, honestly, kind of stands out a little bit more. 
All right. Uh, but yeah, they actually, the Ecuadorian Football Federation officially created the semi professional Super League of Feminine. So it's the first attempt to actually introduce women's uh, professional football in the country, and it's slowly growing. Uh, their performance had grown into the Copa America Feminine, but they still didn't do great. They lost three of four. They failed to qualify for 2023 World Cup. Uh, so you won't be seeing them in. Ooh, where are they? They are at Australia and New Zealand this year. Oh, and it's this year. Oh, but it's July and August. So, I mean, you know, we won't be talking about that. But still, it's pretty cool. Pretty cool. All right, we're going to take a break. And uh, when we return, we'll talk a little bit more about uh, a little bit more of the interest of sports in Ecuador. So stay tuned. Hey, Alan Coulter here. I realize many of you may recognize me as the voice of late night television, but today, think of me as the voice of reason, particularly when it comes to using common sense in regards to emergency preparedness. Look, you already know you should have an emergency disaster kit and a plan for your home and, for that matter, your workplace, too. But a plan is only as good as the paper it's written on. That's why practicing your plan can make all the difference in the world in times of an actual emergency. So come on. Listen to me, that charming voice of reason. And use common sense in having an emergency disaster kit and plan for your home, your car, and business. Heck, you should even have a plan for your pets. Honest. Learn more at ready.illinois.gov. That's ready.illinois.gov. Remember the dots. Sponsored by the Illinois Emergency Management Agency. Aired in cooperation with the Illinois Broadcasters Association and this station. Sports Flash, Monday through Thursday at 4 p.m., bringing you everything sports. Only on Radio DePaul Sports, the student voice of your DePaul Blue Demons. And we're back to World Sports Roundabout. Okay, we will talk a little bit more about tennis. Now, in terms of uh, Ecuadorian tennis, the thing you have to note is that in terms of interest, it seems to be a very middle-class and upper-class kind of sport. Um, and that's the same thing with Ecuador. Um, I'm trying to think here. My own personal experience with tennis, um, it was something that, like, I like tennis. I, I really wanted to play it. I was never really good at it. But I always thought that tennis was just a good skill to learn just because you just don't know who you're ever going to be interacting with, you know? It, it's, you, I, I'm going to say this just as a general thing. For anybody who's ever going to be going out, learn certain skills because you never know, you know, <laughs> who's good. <laughs> you never know um, who's. <laughs> I'm sorry, uh, guys. Uh, there was a. Uh, so just to give some uh, clarity into the uh, background that's going on here, um, we're actually doing some like video uh, test here going here in the station and stuff like that. And uh, as you guys know, as I've stated before in the show, there's a, like a big window in front of our station. So like if people, so like obviously I can see out there and people can see in, but like the way that we're cameras positioned right now, just as these tests right now, it's outside the studio. So if people are standing in front of it, well, obviously... <laughs> Obviously, you're going to be in the shot. And, you know, 
people don't really mind it. They just sit there texting on their phone and stuff like that. And unfortunately, got into the shot. So, you know, it is what it is. <laughs> it's just funny. Uh, but what was I saying? I, I was going to say just learn certain. There are certain skills that you probably should learn. Uh, just even if you don't never really use them, it's just good to know because you just never know. So, like, even small sports like golfing and tennis, you just never know when, if you, let's say you're in business and, like, you need to pitch something, some, you know, getting in the office and stuff like that, yeah, blah, 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 blah. But, you know, if you could pitch to somebody something on a tennis court, you're wonderful. You're you're high sailing and stuff like that. The Ecuadorians uh, do have some... Uh, tennis players, uh, none that were are particularly great. Uh, I did come across, uh, about two of them that had to rank to the top 10. I don't have their names, unfortunately. I wish I did keep up with that. I could actually quickly look it up. Ecuadorians. Ecuador tennis. Uh, Gonzalez Escobar, he ranked 15th, though. That's that's fifteen. So, but yeah, he's an Ecuadorian tennis player. Uh, you know, he had played. Uh, he's still currently playing. It looks like it um, hasn't gone any further than the third round in any sort of Grand Slam doubles tournament. He does not play. He's only ever played nine games. So his highest ranking is two ninety. 281, but he's ranked as high as 5 in, uh, oh, I'm sorry, his career high is 38 in doubles. Um, I'm trying to go see and see if there's more. There are several tournaments, they do host, uh, I believe, several, uh, WTA and ATP events. Here we go. Uh, so let's see. Talk about that. Um, Francisco, Francisco Segura. Um, he was a uh, Ecuadorian that moved to the United States and did some things. Nicholas uh, Gomez. He's probably, I think, probably more of the well-known ones. Um, but his highest ranking was six. That was in two thousand. He reached the quarterfinal of Wimbledon in 2002, and he ranked the semifinals of the Australian Open in 1999. Uh, but it doesn't look like he had won anything. Um, and then I had... Andre Gomez is probably another one you might know. Uh, he actually won the French Open in 1990. Um, his career high was number four in 1990. So I don't know where I found the other players from, but I'm guessing they probably weren't Ecuadorian in that case. They do have a uh, Davis team and a Fed Cup team. Uh, Fed Cup, in case you're wondering, it's the Billy Jean Cup, um, the Federation Cup. It's part of the International Tennis Federation. Um, it's the premier international team competition in women's tennis. Um, and then Ecuador won in the Fed Cup. Their highest result was 16 a debut year. And that's all they've done thus far in terms of the Davis Cup, which is the men's version of it. 
their best performance was in 1985, where they advanced to the quarterfinals. But they have competed at the very least in 2007-2009 and then 2010-2018. But that's going to wrap up tennis. There's not much more, honestly. Uh, this is actually going to be a relatively short episode, too. Um, the issue with Ecuador really was, wasn't the fact that there wasn't anything to find on Ecuador, because there was a lot. It was that a lot of the information I didn't feel like was really relevant to the, how the show is formatted. And so once you kind of break it down that, there wasn't a ton there. Um, so we're going to kind of slow things down because the last little thing is Olympics. Actually, you know what? Um, actually, yeah, let's talk about these other sports here. Excuse me. But uh, basketball has a high profile, especially at the amateur level. Um, it's an alternative to football. It's obvious because, you know, obviously it was... Football, you use your feet. Basketball, you use your hands. You know, good alternative, I guess, in a sense. Uh, it's considered the second sport behind football. Ecuador did compete in the inaugural FIBA basketball championships, competing eight out of ten teams. They are regional leagues. There is a national league. I could not find anything about it, but you know what? Let's go ahead and check it out. Ecuadorian basketball league. Liga es, jeez, I hate this UAT, Ecuadorian de Balacion, is the top professional basketball league in Ecuador. Uh, sometimes it's called the Direct TV Cup for sponsorship reasons. Uh, it runs from June to October, so it's a summer league, it seems like. Uh, there are eight teams. Um, you know, they have eight teams, it looks like. Teams like Barcelona FC. I don't really see anything else about this league. But it looks like they were the National Basketball League at one point. Um, so yeah, again, like, it's just a lack of information there too sometimes. Sometimes we'll see, like, doing the research and stuff like that. Because I typically use top-end sports. Sometimes I'll use Wikipedia just, like, to verify certain pieces of information because at least with wikipedia you can at least like fact source the sources that they use um sometimes they don't give a ton of information on it and then like you check and it, yeah it totally exists but they, there's not a ton of information on top of it too so that's just kind of the rough spots of like doing this show sometimes um other than that um you know other sports that they like, inline hockey, cabanora, mountain, bike, uh, mountain biking, uh, motorbiking, whitewater kayaking, skiing, snowboarding, rugby union, surfing, and paintball. There are several surfing spots in Ecuador that are very popular um, in terms of like things such as like um, motorboat biking, mountain biking. Uh, there are several regions in the country for that, specifically motorbiking. Um, Winter sports are also somewhat popular, but that's more towards the region of the Andes Mountains and stuff like that. So if that's an area where you want to consider going for sport, I would totally recommend it. Uh, some other sports that are really cool. Um, Equivalley uh, is a sport that's an Ecuadorian take on a volleyball. Because uh, the net's higher and display is only three players. There's more relaxed rules, such as the ball can be hit with the palm of your hand. 
and a football is traditionally used instead of a typical volleyball. Um, sometimes I wish the show was actually recorded live. I know I said that we were taking tests, but like this test is more for just like what our what the capabilities is, and not something that we're actually going to be featuring from time to time. Um, but there may be something. Yeah, there may be something inherently um, good about trying to do video podcasts. It might be something I test with another show. Maybe something. Maybe oh, you know what? You know what? I am actually going to test this sometime. You know, I'm going to test this sometime. Um, maybe with like one of the demon time things. Um, put just put a camera here and then um, you know record. Cause I have a camera and it. It would it couldn't record long, but it could record something, in a sense. Biggest issue is like when you record things on like a camera. At least the memory cards that I have, it doesn't record long. So like you you'd be recording, but like you were recording, like depending on the quality of the video too. Depending on the quality of the video, it might not record super long, so it, it might not be worth it, but we'll see. Um, other than that, uh, Chaza, which is sometimes called a Pelota Nation or National Ball, is uh, a racket sport like tennis, and it's the national sport of Ecuador. Uh, in order to play Chaza, you have an area divided by a line drawn on the floor that divides the playing field. It's played between two teams, which is four players. The object of the game is to launch the ball, called a bumbo, uh, by hand or racket so that it bounces onto the field of the opponent without being returned. Um, it's typically practiced in Narino and international sport of Ecuador, as I stated before. I'm not 100% certain on how this would work. Why it needs four players. What I was thinking initially was just like a four corners kind of situation in where... Uh, you have, uh, you know, you know, you have people in each spot, and then your goal is to, you know, hit and back and forth or stuff like that. You know, trying to keep it out of the corner, but keeping the players in the same little spot. I don't. I'm trying to figure out how this would work. Uh, I can't figure out how exactly that would work, so I'm not going to even worry about it. Um. But yeah, that's that's it in terms of other sports. We're gonna take one last break. We're we're really are wrapping up on all the information I have on Ecuador. We'll we'll talk about the Olympics in terms of Ecuador, and then we'll talk about something else that is just coming to mind. So stay tuned. We'll be back. Hey there, DePaul. If you like what you're listening to, why not join the Radio DePaul Sports staff? If you have a passion for sports media, we definitely want you. We offer students the ability to do live game coverage, host their own sports show, do podcasts, write blogs, and so much more. All in our state-of-the-art loot-based studio. It's a great way to connect with like-minded students and get your foot into the sport media world. If you're interested, please go to www.radiodeballsports.com slash apply and fill out the application or email radiodeballsportspd that's Radio to Ball Sports PD at gmail.com, and one of our wonderful staff members will typically respond to your request within 48 hours. So, what are you waiting for? Apply to Radio to Ball Sports today and be a part of the student voice 
of your Blue Demon. Hey, that's one nice new bike, Josie. Yeah, birthday present. Rides really smooth, too. Oh, and I see you finally got a new helmet. I did. Bought it cheap online. Love those side wings. <laughs> hey, are you hungry? Yeah, I'm starving. And need some water, too. Okay, follow me. We'll turn off here. I'm right behind you. Hey, watch the cars. They can be crazy. Ugh. They should be here soon. Was this young man hit by a car? Yes, and I'm concerned because his helmet is smashed and cracked open. It's a brand new helmet. It's probably a fake. Please help him. Fakes cause real harm. You're smart. Buy smart. Go for real. Brought to you by the National Crime Prevention Council and the U.S. Patent and Trademark Office. And we're back to more World Sports Roundabout. So let's talk about the Ecuadorians and Olympics. The Ecuadorian Olympic Committee was created in 1948 and recognized by the AOC in 1959. Uh, the Ecuadorians won their first Olympic medal. Uh, I'm trying to do the quick math here, but I believe that would be... 40... No, 30... 36 years later, because uh, they won it in the men's 2,000-kilometer walk in Atlanta in 1996. And if they're recognized by the AOC in 1959, that would mean 69, 79, 89, 30. 99 would be 40, so you distract 3 from that. 36, 37, I believe is the total there. So, yeah. They won their first one in 96, and it took them until 2020 in Tokyo, which wasn't in 2020. It was in 2021, but, like, you get what I mean. It's weird, but in any case, they have two in that. Um, they actually do compete in the Winter Olympics because, again, for winter sports, you basically would be doing it in the uh, Andres Mountains. Uh, they competed in 2018, which would be in Pyeongchang. That was in cross skiing, and then you competed in 2022, which was in Beijing, and they competed in apline skiing. And that, my friends, is what Exports in Ecuador is all about. And I kind of want to talk about this show for a little bit more. Um, while I do, while I did enjoy doing this show last quarter, um. I'll have to admit that, like, my interest in the show is kind of waning in a weird sense. And I don't mean it in, like, a bad way. Like, I don't, I'm not going to sit here and be like, oh, I'm not doing another episode um, uh, of World Sports Round. I'm going to continue to do it. I'm going to continue to do it next quarter. But I think that an hour show is kind of pushing it. Um, I, I think the whole hour format is just kind of ridiculous. I think it's a waste of everybody's time. Um, if I'm just sitting here um, talking about it, rambling on, trying to expand time like that. So I'm going to actually cut the show from Monday to Tuesdays from 2 to 3 to something more like uh, 2 o'clock to 4.45. 
essentially. Uh, anywhere from 230 to 245, I believe, is uh, where I'm going to kind of draw the line. Um, and it, it is, again, it's mostly because of interest. I, I just, I, I much prefer talking baseball, doing uh, bench chatter. I much prefer doing that for a whole quarter versus sitting here pretending like I, I, I should say I care. I do care, but pretending like there's so much more to certain countries than not. Like South America has really tested my patience on certain aspects of things because outside of things like, I, how do how do I word this? But like I noticed that like when I was talking about baseball, I would love I would be like running through all these baseball facts, running through them, and then I briefly touched them on the football leagues and stuff like that. And now that we're done with the baseball aspects, I realize oh my god, I really. I really, 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 really don't have that kind of interest in the deeper aspects of things. And, like, well, that's not how I want to say it either. I, I, I don't know how the best way to say it, but I think the best way to say it, and there are times to charm, obviously, it's just that it's clear that my interest is more towards the baseball side of the international thing than the actual sports side of the international thing. But I feel like it's my duty to still talk about the world sports I'm all about, because I still think that learning about international countries is important. That's why the show started, because I thought that learning about sports internationally is vitally important. You know, talking about sports that you never heard of, like, uh, what's, uh, what's their names? What are their names? Trinan, 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 Trinan. Yeah, Jacob Ellis and Trinan said so. You know, they're the whole reason why I started the show. Was their sports you never heard of thing? That's like the first thing I've ever listened to on Radio Ball Sports. Um, and it feels like a disservice if I don't didn't care about telling you, you know, how these sports came about. Feels kind of rude. But in the same sense, you know, if I'm not 100% like into it, it doesn't really make sense to keep putting in an hour's worth of work to do it. So I'm cutting it down to 45 minutes. It's still going to be Monday to Tuesdays. Still going to be me on here. But we'll see how that works. If that doesn't work and I'm still not feeling the interest, you know, maybe maybe cut it down to 30 minutes. 30 minutes each day. And then, you know, that that was always going to be the plan. Was It was always going to be 30 minutes once this quarter ended and then it was going to be bench shatter for like, two, for like two hours. So like Monday, Tuesday, or whatever days I have free, you know, for a full hour and then World Sport Roundabout for like 30 minutes. So maybe it's about time that I do it. I haven't quite determined that. We'll see how the research for uh, countries like Peru, uh, Uruguay, and Paraguay go. But if it's 30 minutes worth of content, then I'm just going to plow it through in 30 minutes. Uh, I thought I'd let you guys know now versus waiting until later to tell you guys. So I hope you guys continue to tune in to the show. That's all that I have for you guys today. Thank you guys so much for watching. Uh, tune in later today. 
Sports Flash will be on. Um, as far as I'm aware, it's still going to be Jackson Todd, Marie Kane, Daniel Flash. Um, we'll see. And then, obviously, tune in for Sector 2 with Jackson Todd later on today. But for World's Worth Roundabout, this is Brandon Bones. Thank you guys so much for tuning in, and I will see you guys next week. All right, guys. Bye-bye.